Well, I'm I'm on on the the Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Hello and welcome to the Winning Side broadcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Today is Monday, March 13th, and I hope that you've had a good start to your week so far. I'll tell you one thing, if you started your week in church yesterday, um, that's a great start to to begin your week. And so uh, I know that we here at Victory Baptist Church had a wonderful day in church, and we're thanking God always for what He does in our hearts. And I'm thankful to always be in church. I... I, uh, wasn't saved all my life. I think we could all say that, but uh, I remember before I accepted Christ that we were kind of hit and miss with church, and it really wasn't a priority in our life. But then once I received Christ as my Savior, and once my family had accepted Christ, then it became a priority. And you know how often we went to church? Every time the doors were open, that's when we went to church. So whether that was uh, for here, we have church Sunday school at 10 on Sunday. We have the 11 o'clock service. We have the 6 o'clock service. I forgot the the early service, and, and uh, you don't have to go to both the 845 early service and the 11 o'clock. Those are both uh, similar services there. But uh, to alleviate some room and to balance things out there, we've, we have those two morning services. Um, so we have those on Sunday, and then on Wednesday we have a prayer meeting at 7 o'clock. And then in addition to all that, we have different special services. We just had a winter revival with uh, Brother Pauly. And uh, I remember as a teenager just going to church every time the doors were open. We had a special meeting. The Johnson family was there. And we were making sure that uh, we kept church a priority because church is important. The Bible says, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but so much the more as you see the day approaching. And so I'm thankful. Uh, every time that we have an opportunity to get to church, and yesterday was, uh, was just the same. It was great, and uh, praise the Lord for another great day in God's house. Now, today's Monday, and uh, I hope you're on the winning side today, and I hope to be just an encouragement to you this week. And we're continuing our study in the book of Colossians. Colossians, and um, I'm going to probably go and, and start with uh, some verses that we read last week. And then continue on, we're going to look at some superiorities that Christ has, and uh, it's, it's unique to Him. And so I'm looking forward to being in the Bible in the book of uh, Colossians with you today. But first, let's have a song, and uh, I almost got a little bit ahead of myself here. Uh, we had a birthday yesterday, Mark Harrison, happy birthday to you yesterday, and today we have Bobby Johnson, and uh, it's your birthday today, so happy birthday to you. No anniversaries, but uh, to these men, hope you have a special day, and Mark, hope you had a special day yesterday. So let's have a song, and then right after this song, we'll get into the book of Colossians and continue our study. Me in heaven's 
bright city when I get there, such sights I'll behold. A million scenes of rare beauty will demand that I view them. Still Jesus, well, he'll outshine them all. Mansions will glisten on the hills of glory. Happy reunions on streets of gold. God's people singing glad praises forever. But Jesus will outshine them song was a blessing to you and we are getting into Colossians 1. We had the introduction last week and now we're going to continue. I'd like to start in verse number 13. The Bible says, "...who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son." Who, who are we talking about here? His Son is God's Son. That's Jesus. In verse 14, "...in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins." In verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Verse 17, and he is before all things and by him all things consist. We'll continue reading that passage uh, tomorrow, but I'd like to focus on verses 15, 16, and if we have time, 17 today in our Winning Side broadcast. Now, we're looking at the seven superiorities of Christ. These are characteristics of Christ that are unique to Jesus, and uh, these are amazing. As we look at it in verse 15, the first one I see, it says, Who, that's Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. Have you ever wondered what God looked like? Well, the answer to that is quite simple. He looks a lot like you and me, and why is that? Well, Jesus came to this earth. He was uh, born 
and uh, he became a man um, so that uh, he, he put on that robe of flesh and uh, he is 100% God, but, but yet he's also 100% man. And so we can say here, as we behold Jesus and as those uh, people in, in Jesus' day were able to physically behold him and see him with their eyes, that was the image of the invisible God. Jesus Christ is what God looks like because Jesus is God. And so Jesus is the image of the invisible God. There are many times in the Old Testament that God would appear to man in, in different similitudes and in, in different ways like uh, Moses, uh, how he came to Moses in the form of that burning bush there. And uh, other times like uh, a pillar of fire as that was God's presence. But then we find that uh, in, in uh, Daniel, we have Daniel's friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were thrown into the fiery furnace. And there was a fourth man in that fiery furnace and the Bible says it was uh, as the Son of God and, and Jesus himself was there in the fire with those men. And so they got to see Jesus. And uh, you say, well, what did Jesus look like? Well, he looks like what he does now. And uh, he, he looks like a human being because he became man so that he could become sin for us. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Genesis 1.26 says, and God said, let us... That's amazing. I, I love the words there um, because as, as God is speaking, he is communing with himself as the Trinity and God the Father is having a, a conversation with God the Son and God the Spirit. And uh, he's, they said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, are you saying, Brother Nathan, that, uh, that we are uh, the image of God as well? Well, in a way, yes, but I, I believe a little bit further into that was just as God is a trinity, man is a trinity as well, right? We have our body, we have our soul, and we have our spirit. And so that's the likeness of God as well. Um, but Jesus here, he is the image of the invisible God. In Acts 17, I won't take time to read the whole passage, but Paul there was at Athens declaring who the unknown God was, and he preached to them Jesus. And so, uh, amazing passage if you want to go back in your own time and read Acts 17, verses 22 through 28. So, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And let's continue reading here. It says in verse 16, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And so we have here, Jesus created all things. We have in Genesis 1.1, what does that say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we have that God, that word there was Elohim. You know what that is? That, that Elohim there is a uni a pluralism. It, it's uh, in simpler terms because I need to speak in simpler terms as well. I could hardly pronounce that word right there. But it's, it's, it's many in one. And so we have God who is uh, three persons, right? We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in one. And uh, my mind still cannot wrap, wrap around that idea, but that's okay because God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But yet here we have that Jesus created all things. Jesus was there. He was present at creation. And not only was he, pres was he present, but he was 
uh, he was the one doing the creating. He, he is God. And so the Bible says very clearly uh, that he, for by him were all things created. He was the creator. He's the creator God. I'm thankful that we serve a God who is so powerful that he's able to put all of this into existence. But not only that, but in, in that second part of that verse, it says in verse 16, all things were created by him and for him. Did you know that everything in God's creation was created for God's pleasure? We are created to please God with our life. And so we kind of talked about pleasing God, yet, or not yesterday, but on Friday. And so we could ask the same question today. Are we pleasing God? Are we doing what we should as God's creation to bring glory and to please Him uh, as our Creator? Jesus created all things, but all things, that's number three, all things were created for Jesus. Our purpose is to please God with our lives and it's not to please ourselves as many would have you to believe. Let's go ahead and go to number four and then we'll be done. Uh, Jesus existed before all things. It kind of goes along with Jesus creating all things. Well, the, the two are in one there. It says uh, in verse 17, and he is before all things. We find in Revelation 1.8, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Jesus has always been. God has always been. There is no beginning with God. God, God is, is, he's everlasting. Um, and so we find that there, he is the beginning and he is the end, just as alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet and omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. So Jesus existed before all things and he's the one who created all things. He's the image of the invisible God and our crea the creation here that he created was created for him. Those are four. We're going to cover the next three tomorrow, and I hope that's been a, a help to you. I'm learning as I'm going through the book of Colossians, and I'm just encouraged that we serve such an amazing God, and maybe that's today would be an encouragement to you that we serve an all-powerful God. He's omnipotent, and he's all-knowing, omniscient, and God truly is one to be worshiped, and he's worthy of our praise. Hope you have a great Monday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.